0: artist, influencer, musician, actor or whatever your jack of all trades is because it takes mental stability to walk in persistence. It takes emotional clarity to walk in persistence it takes physical endurance to walk in persistence it takes spiritual and inner centering in order to walk in persistence it takes financial balance and harmony in order to walk in persistence it takes social skills and charisma to walk in persistence and in order to keep all of these things in order it takes to have self-esteem to live this dream out. And some of us, we're running on fumes. So, I'm Taj McCameron, and I'm going to show you how to take those fumes that you have left and use them to create steam to live the dream. Welcome to the scene to Live the Dream and today we're talking about relationship. This came to me and I decided to talk about this today because all of us have relationship. We're all in relationships. Mother, you have children, you're in a relationship with your kids. Your wife, you have a husband, you're in a relationship with your husband. You are a friend, you have girlfriends, guy friends, your guy, you have guy friends, girlfriends, you have relationships. We all have relationships. We have family member relationships, whether it's our aunts, our uncles, our mothers, our fathers, our godmothers, our sisters, our cousins, our brothers, our, brothers, our relationship. All of these are relationships. And when you have relationships, you have a tendency to deal with certain issues over time. And me, i am be honest with you, I'm the type of person that I'm an isolator. I really don't like dealing with people that much. And I'm going to tell you why. This is another reason that this conversation is being had. It's what happened in my relationships that caused me to become more isolated. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of relationships. We are in a situation that is unprecedented for anybody to ever have had to go through. 2020, we were isolated to our homes. Children weren't going to school. Parents weren't going to work. Everybody was isolated in their home. So, the relationship that you had with the people around you, you no longer were dealing with co-worker relationships in conjunction with your home relationships. You were at home all the time. All the time. Are you kidding? All the time. So you had to deal with your relationships. And guess what? If you were single and you lived by yourself, you were in a relationship with self. So what were you doing for yourself? Because people don't understand that if you treat somebody else good, you have to treat yourself good, or as good as you would treat somebody else. So let's talk about self-relationship for a second. Did you take yourself out when you were single? Did you go out to lunch, read a book, have a good time by yourself? Did you go to work and enjoy your own presence? Did you come home and relax and enjoy you? Did you come home and do a self-care routine on self in order to feel peace within yourself because you just wanted to have a relationship with you. Because the way you treat yourself will reflect on how you treat others and how others will treat you. Facts. Relationship. So one of the most important relationships you could ever have is with yourself. (laughs) Because when you love yourself, everything else will balance. I don't mean be selfish. I don't mean be. I love myself more no, that. No. I don't mean be arrogant, prudish, stupid. No. I mean love and take care of yourself. That's the number one relationship. The next relationship the people around you. Let's start with, let's say, you're a mother and you have kids, you have to be leaning on the fact that your kids, let's say you're a single mom, your kids are children, depending on what age group they are, and if you have children of multiple different ages, each one of them is going to have different demands, different personalities, and different ways that they act. And the relationship that you have with each one of those children is determinist. I never did like the fact of people talking about, oh, this is my favorite child. Hmm, I don't think that that's a good idea to say that any child is favorite over another child. Maybe one child a little different than the other ones maybe one child's a little bit more rebellious than the other one maybe one child tries you a little bit more than the other ones maybe one is one is more um, peaceful than the other ones maybe one is more of a striver than the other ones maybe it's just their personal personality just to be that way if you have children one of the best things that you can do to best find a way to understand your kids is look them up I did this to myself two, three, four, five years ago. I did a personality test. It was a test where I gauged engaged everything about me. Now, I'm not one that believes in zodiac signs, personal trade, all that kind of stuff, but I had to do it for college. <laughs> so I did it. And when I took this exam, it pretty much gave me a personal diagnostic of everything that is suited to my personality. And I think that every parent should do that for their children because it will help them determine how to rear and understand their kids. (laughs) Especially if each child has his own personality. It also helps you understand other people. I remember I did this and I checked other people's names too. It was so accurate. It was so accurate. But it helps you understand the people. But a lot of these things you can do if you sit with people and in this type of environment. We're sitting a lot with the people that we love all the time. Get to know each of your children. Getting to know and understanding. Taking each one of them out separately and doing something that they want, they love and at the same time let's move on to your spouse you understand that you got married and you wanted to get married to that person a lot of people they get married with the desire of oh i'm gonna get married and we're gonna be alone we're just gonna have all of this type of thing life starts happening you both have jobs you both have certain requirements and they pull especially if you have a job or a spouse has a job that travels. That means you may not see each other as much as you'd like to see each other, but then there comes the compromise of the understanding that if in your relationship, I'm going to make time for you. You may not get me 24 7, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, but They'll call you in the afternoon after they're finished doing what they're doing, even if they're away. They will make arrangements that we're not going to spend this much time apart. I'll be gone for two weeks, but I'll be back in two to three weeks. And the time that I spend, I'm going to spend time with me, but I'm going to spend time with you too. Then, of course, you get past that point and dilemma, you start having kids. Emotions start to raise because when you start having kids, you your kids change your biological body, and you go through all kinds of emotional shifts and transitions. That God knows. <laughs> I haven't had kids yet, so but I do know about these things. Read about them, seen it, been around enough women, done, understand it. You go through it. So now you have that strain on your relationship, and then you have kids, and then the kids are a strain on your relationship because that time that when you once had the time that the husband was able to call you, or the wife was able to call you, now she's got the babies that are crying in the background, and maybe now they're not babies, they're toddlers, and they're asking, mommy, 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 mommy. So when she tries to have a conversation with you, she has mommy, And I want to send you like, mommy, mommy, mommy husband knows this because when he comes home the children do the same thing now but the time that y'all spend together is limited because it's only when you put the children down and you get everybody in a situated order that they're preoccupied to use mommy and daddy get time by that time sometimes you're sleepy let's just be honest you're tired uh because you've had to go through your day-to-day and then you have to deal with them, And now you, you barely have time to deal with each other. And it's the point of making the agreement that you're going to spend that time, whether it's an hour, a half an hour, maybe we had dinner together with everybody else. And then we go and have dessert separately, together by ourselves, out right, on the back deck, on the back porch, or something like that, so we can have a conversation with each other. Or conversations before bed. You know, eh, Because you're kind of getting in that tired, restful state. And sometimes you may find that you may not have the scenario where your spouse comes to bed at the same time you do, so you... One may fall asleep before the other, so it's understanding how to balance that relationship. How do I know? I'm not married, but I've been in a relationship where I cohabitated with somebody that I was living with. And I was in a relationship with that person. workers now a lot of things are zoom meetings and non-in-person and we haven't seen people go back to in person and only the people that are needing necessity necessary employees necess- necessary businesses do you see employees and people going into the offices to deal with certain situations that's about the only time you see that But, um, co-workers or people that you're working on a team with, you're having conversation. I will tell you about mine from personal experience when I had teamwork experience. You're going to have a team. You're going to have a team of five, six, seven, eight people. I've worked in team work with exercises. It's a blessing when you have a team or a set of people that work well with you. Get everybody on the phone at the time that you need to. You make sure that you're getting getting updates from everybody. Done this I remember I had a project. I had one week completed, and every night that we needed to talk, I was like, we schedule. Okay, tonight's gonna be the night we talk. And so on and so forth. And then you have that one person that never wanted to do the work, and it's like we are trying to get in touch with them. You're emailing them. You're conversating with them. And you're doing so and so forth inquire so what do you do because it's an impact on your grade or the project if that person doesn't do it so the rest of the group has to split the rest of the work between them if they're somebody not cooperating we have to deal with these types of things and it's understanding and managing how you're going to balance that even if all of your, your meetings and your conversations are through a zoom chat or a phone call I'm trying to make sure that everybody's work is being done. You're getting updates, and everybody is in alignment. That by the time that project is supposed to be completed, it is done. These people are a little bit different. Why are these people a little bit different? Mom, dad, all of these of different. Why are they different? (laughs) Because these people have felt that they've known you their whole lives. So what they see of you when they see you in comparison to your day-to-day experience of what you're doing by yourself. You could be sitting there working on a business. Four, seven. All they see is you playing with your phone or on your computer. Because they don't feel like it's legitimate and they haven't seen any real change in your life. They're going to sit there and they're going to judge you. How do you deal with judgment, scrutiny, and anxiety if you dealing with those types of people? How do I know you dealt with it? You have to get centered with self-understanding that. They're only going to reflect upon you the thing that they're dealing with. And if you notice that you're getting up in arms frustrated or irritated about it, you need to do a self-check with self to figure out, okay, what is it that it is about them that has set me off today? And what about that thing is an issue that I need to work on? Because a lot of us have a tendency, it's them, it's their problem. What is it that will check you first? Because it's... it's This is my philosophy. If you check you first, you know it ain't true. And once you know for certain it's not you, you can release the let go. Because that means that they were probably dealing with something that day and you were the punching bag. Release, let go, keep it moving. Some of us are in situations where you're in cohabitating spaces because you got a roommate. Maybe you got something like that going on. Had a friend a few years ago, she was dealing with a roommate and she was having issues with that roommate. And I she had a couple of different friends having issues, they were the best friend had issues with that person. Because they were both habitating and it were becoming an issue. Because people are like children at times. And they meet you or live in a space with Even an infant will try to test when they can get out of you. An infant will cry. and I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. You know nothing wrong with them. So you will check them and there will be nothing wrong with them. But they wanted to see if you would run and come to them at that point in time. A toddler that will toss something off the table just to see. And they know that, oh, every time I do that, mom comes running. Every time I do that, dad comes running. I want their attention to That's why you see people grow up and if the parent didn't nip that in the bud, you see people acting out to do things to get attention because they know that people will come to them. But you have to observe people's personalities too to understand these types of things. And once you observe accordingly, discern the type of personality that person has. Then you determine and deem whether they're supposed to be around But they're family. Whether they're a roommate, family, mother, father, husband, all those types of things. You determine whether they can be around you. Because at the end of the day, the word always says if you have all with your brother, bring it to your brother and y'all work for it. If you're married, you can't just say, I'm done with you. You got to go and sit down with that person and give them understanding. You can't keep going over the same thing over and over again for 15 years and expect the person to still be wanting to remain married to you. Let's be honest. Also, you have to be aware of your parameters, aware of your emotional states when you're discussing certain things because that will determine how the person reacts. A person that is in a pleasant mood just got good news is going to react like a pleasant person if you have a conversation you discuss things that you need to discuss you don't discuss things with a person that just walked in the door and they were angry about something you can tell they were angry because they're angry about them from the point of the way that they're talking out their mouth or they're angry person that talk to themselves when they're angry you don't talk to them then you do not talk to them then Move it forward keep moving back to part two of our discussion on relationships now what i was saying was depending on how a person is their te- tone temperament where their head is this is how you determine the game how you're going to have a conversation with them so on and so forth being in relationships with people this is something that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis this is something that you have to deal with You can't avoid people altogether all the time, but you have to realize who you're dealing with and how to deal with them. If it's a co-worker, a boss, a manager, a worker, uh whoever it is, you have to realize how you are dealing with them, how much time you have to deal with them, and compartmentalize that relationship, especially if it's a small relationship like that understand their temperament and what it is that they need should you always become a people please let me tell you from experience no you shouldn't this has been my biggest issue my entire life is the fact that i'm a people pleaser and i got put inside of that box so whenever people see me they assume that i'm going to automatically do everything that they ask me to do because i'm just that go getter type person Instruction, and that comes from having instruction. When you are given an instruction and you accomplish it, you have a tendency, no matter who gives you the instruction, you want to just get it done. Your people please sir. you wanna make sure you're it's done. That's how you are. I've been this way. I started with my mother, then I went from my mother to the people I lived with, to the people to 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 the family, to working on jobs, to dealing with uh, my professors in college and high school and through my educative years, I'm just a people pleaser. I like to see people happy. And when it's, you're a people pleaser, the hardest thing in the world is to break out of it. Because when you are a people pleaser, you will stomp down your hurts, wants, desires, and put everybody ahead of you even if they make you angry, I mean really angry you'll stuff that down you'll make yourself sick stuffing that down because of the fact that you're a people pleaser and you would rather not end up in conflict because you don't like situations that make you feel like You've got to be balanced. I Meaning you've got to get into uh, an uncomfortable, debated conversation where you're the person that is the anger or frustration is directed toward you. And you may even not even be that it's a specific one-sided direction of anger. It may just be that both of you are in a heated conversation, and you does don't like it. (laughs) I'm that person that never liked it. I saw my parents argue my entire childhood, so my resolution for that was try to avoid arguments at all costs. Which usually left me being the one that I stretched myself beyond myself because of the fact that I wanted to make sure that I pleased everybody and not end up in conflict. So whatever I gotta give to you, I'm gonna give it to you because... I cannot deal with argument, confusion, frustration, so on and so forth. But the catch to that is the relationship with myself is being hindered because I'm always stressed out because I'm trying to stretch myself to please everybody else. And then the second that you come out of that and say no, you start to learn how to say no to people. People actually get mad at you. They actually like, what do you mean, no? How dare you say no to me? You always say yes. No. When you start saying no and you start disagreeing and you start expressing how you truly feel about a situation, then you end up. People turn on you because they're like, but you always say yes guess I can't express how many times I've been in situations where for a second I turned on a person and said I'm not doing that and I started to stand my ground with people around me turned into my worst nightmare. They were friends with me as long as I said yes. For the second I said no, they went from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. With. And I've had people aggressively come at me because of the fact that I express my own opinions and here we go with the answer to the age-old question why am i introverts and don't like to be around people that's precisely why whenever i try to be open honest and bold emboldened in the way that i speak about things or people that weren't used to me speaking that way i ended up attacked if i really said what i really thought I ended up attacked. If I told people that they had an authority over me, no. I'd end up in situations where they would use their authority against me to hurt me or harm my situation. Ask me how I know because I've been through it several times. Manipulated, bullied. I've never beat up, thank God. Thank been bullied, smacked around, slapped but I have been in scenarios where the person tried to intimidate me intimidate me to a point that I thought I was in risk of bodily harm this is how bad it's gotten just because they didn't like what I said or who I said it to meaning if they were doing wrong and I called a higher official against them, guess what they were coming after me I was always taught to do things right. Some people say, you keep your head, your head down and say nothing. But as a Christian, as a Christian, I could never do that because unless I felt in my spirit to not say nothing, I'm going to do the right thing over the wrong thing every time. when it doesn't feel good. But that's what it is when it comes down to relationship. You have to know. So what does that mean for you? You have to find a balance within each of your relationships. Understand, engage your parameters, check in with yourself, check your parameters with the people around you, check yourself and even check I'm, and we will close out with this check your relationship with your money your relationship with my money what you mean it's tons of money I don't have a relationship you have a relationship how you do one thing is how you do everything if you have an insecure relationship with your family and your friends and so on and so forth you have an insecure relationship with your money you either hoard it or you spend it all Like being around people, that's what sometimes you probably don't even like. Being, having money, it reflects. It reflects. You have desire to be around people, or desire you may have a desire to keep money because you know that having money keeps people around. You. But I'm gonna leave you with this statement. I heard Will Smith say this a long time ago, and I've heard other people say it since. Who are the five most trusted people that you have around you? If the five people that you name off the top of your head are the closest people to you, and each one of them has a fickle relationship, meaning can't trust this person, again yeah, This person, this person, You need to reset your parameters and surroundings. You need to make sure that the five closest people to you are people that you can trust, that you can talk to, that are people, so on and so forth. Right now, I've got one, a second that is shaky, my father is a third else falls behind them so when it comes down to it check the primaries of your relationships walk with them observe them check in with yourself understand where they are things personally it will save you a whole lot of heartache in the long run and I'm gonna give you this last little bonus tip sometimes the best thing for you to do in a situation is keep your mouth shut because you may gain wisdom by listening in situations and relationships with people that will prevent you heartache later because sometimes you can get angry with a person and you just be like oh that's I wanna say something. In you holding your tongue, you might find out you may have done something wrong and figure out what that thing was. Two, you may find out their observation from it. Three, you may have just avoided a blessing or circumventing a blessing that was meant to come to you because you held your tongue. Silent like, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody and that person made me so pissed off and I was, this day I was planning to say something, I'm like, I'm gonna say something I'm like, I opened my mouth to say something and I stopped and the person gave me $60 and I didn't see it was coming but I didn't know they were going to give me money that day but because I stopped myself I do that, so understand where you are steam to live the dream i pray that this episode blesses you and makes you go through your relationships observe leads and guide you i give you much love peace and blessings until next time Come see what we're talking about.